Good morning. It is Wednesday, July 22nd, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by national recruiting analyst Greg Biggins. Greg, we have some massive news out in California, so I figured I had to get you on because I think you've been a little busy the last two days, huh? Massive news. Absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of seeing what Texas and Florida are doing. That's definitely not what's going on out here. They're moving the season back to December, January. Um, I was kind of surprised. They're still playing a, a full 10-game schedule with playoffs and even state bowl games. But uh, yeah, no August, September start as is the norm. And it's going to start December and January. So obviously, probably segue into your next question. Uh, players that are Graduating early kind of had that decision, right? Do I still graduate early and skip my senior year of football or do I go ahead and enroll at college early? So that's kind of been what I've been hitting up a lot of kids over the last couple of days and kind of seeing uh, what they plan to do and, and picking their brain a little bit. Yeah, Georgia's delayed. Texas is pushing back its biggest classifications by a few weeks and letting its smaller schools kind of fend for themselves, which probably won't go well. We'll see what Florida does. But as far as the big four, California, Definitely the the most drastic measure, though it's not surprising at all. I think we all sort of saw this coming. But yeah, like Greg, you mentioned, now we've got a lot of players who are going to have to make a lot of decisions. And based on your early feedback, I think there's something like 30 players from the state who are four stars or, or, or something like that in the class of 2021, including uh, number one overall recruit in the composite, Corey Foreman. Based on your latest intel, is there a sort of consensus agreement on, on what these high-level college recruits are going to do, or is each case proving to be a little bit different? So far, it's been a pretty consensus. If you can leave early, you're still going to leave early. Corey Foreman 100% will not play a senior year of football. He'll not take a snap next year. Um, Jalen Davies will not be playing high school football. And then you can expect the, the quarterback. You know, I had a long conversation with, with Miller Moss, and you know, he just transferred into modern day for the sole purpose. I mean, he was already committed to USC, but he transferred to modern day. For those not familiar, it's probably one of the top two or three high school programs, kind of known for their offense, known for their quarterback development. Bryce Young, JT Daniels, Matt Barkley, Matt Leinert, through the you know, a few of the alums from there. And he went there because he wanted that development before he got to USC. He felt that would benefit him. And so now he's kind of has that choice. Do I still follow through? And, and play my senior year out, or do I go into USC? And I, I think here's the dilemma for me, Trey, because I'm still kind of old school. I still feel like, man, high school football is fun, right? Your senior year of football is the best year of your life. Corey Foreman should go. And I, I think it's almost like an NFL draft question, right? If you're going to be a first-round pick, you go. Corey Foreman, he will play a lot as a true freshman. He should go. A lot of these guys, they're not going to play as true freshmen. Miller Moss, Jake Garcia are, are not going to unseat Keaton Slovis, who's going to be a third-year junior. So that, that for me, that's where you kind of got to weigh the pros and cons. Is it worth skipping your senior year, which for me, I believe for a quarterback, all, all spots, but especially quarterback, there is a lot of value in development and playing your senior year, especially if you're at modern day. You're playing big games against big level competition with great coaching and just, you know, two-minute drills and fourth-quarter comebacks and all that kind of stuff, doesn't that benefit you down the road versus going to spring ball and playing your practices and getting your second, third, four-string reps? And I get it. There's value. And I'm not saying there's no value in spring ball. I'm saying is it more valuable than playing your senior year where you're actually under center and you're playing – you know, you always hear coaches say, hey, there's no substitute for actual game reps, right? So it's kind of like that pros and cons. And if you're going to play, go. But if you're not going to play as a true freshman – 
and especially Trey, we haven't touched upon this yet. The Pac-12, we don't even know if there's going to be a, a an on-time season. I would not be shocked if the Pac-12 moves their games back a little bit. And suppose Pac-12 doesn't start until October, November, maybe even December. I've had coaches tell me they would not be shocked if Pac-12 play got pushed back to December or to January. Now you go to you know, school and, and you're enrolling early, and there really is no spring practice for you. There's no game reps. There's no practice reps. You're not going to play. You're kind of just sitting out, and yeah, there's nutrition, there's weight program, there's playbook, but does that overweigh playing your senior season? So a lot of questions, Trey. Greg, think about those quarterbacks in your neck of the woods from the 2020 cycle, Bryce Young and DJ Uyangalale, how much better they probably got by playing their senior seasons of high school football. Now, I would say the top three quarterbacks for us, not just Bryce DJ, but let's throw CJ Stroud in there too, right? Yeah, yeah. All three of those guys got way better. DJ won a state title and there's no substitute for him playing on that stage in those huge games. And when he's at Clemson in three years, that's the fourth quarter. And and he's got to kind of remember back to, I did this before. Yeah. You know, it's high school, but still, I mean, that muscle memory, like he'll have the poise, the confidence. He's done that. He's been there. Bryce young, every game they played last year, that gnarly schedule that they played was, was ridiculous. Right. He's, that, that only helps and, and benefits you. And same thing with Stroud. And, you know, I, I think Bryce, perfect example of comparing to Bryce and DJ, right? DJ, no matter how good he is and he's generational, he's not going to beat out Trevor Lawrence. But, but I still think, you know, yeah, there's still value in him leaving early. Bryce, I think, can come in and play right now, right? I think he can compete with, with, with Mac Jones and, and potentially be a starter. CJ Stroud, not going to beat out Justin Fields. But I, you were talking about other quarterbacks who have zero chance to play. Um, God, you know what? I, I don't, I'd almost lean, Trey. I know it sounds counterculture. I, I'd almost lean away from leaving and playing out my senior year. And you get that. You're still going to be able to participate in fall camp. You're still not missing out on, you know, on all that. So, yeah, I'm curious what guys like Jake Garcia and, and Tyler Buckner and, and Miller Moss are going to do. My, my gut feeling, I, I wouldn't, I, if I had to bet, I think all three probably do graduate early. Um, but I'll be curious to see, you know, how it all plays out. Wow. That's, you know, it's, it's their decision and college is great. It's great to, you know, get there early and, and go through that work. But we don't know what, like, let's talk about Tyler Buckner. He just transferred to a bigger school to upgrade his competition. If he skips that senior season, which again, will start in January and the timeline gets a little confused, confusing here. We don't know what Notre Dame football is going to be looking like in January either. Like it, it'll be a little bit shocking if the season's already over and they're going through normal spring football. And even then, you know, maybe for Tyler, he could see a path to immediate contention for the Notre Dame job. But the USC kids, Jake Garcia and Miller Moss, you said it, man. Like Keaton Slovis is going to be a third-year starter. Those aren't those guys aren't seeding him, but. I trust I, I trust sort of what your intel and what you're thinking, and I I, I think it's going to be really an interesting uh, course for you to chart out there, as far as you get a, you get, you will get some sort of season hopefully of high school football, but modern day quarterback might not be Miller Moss, and you guys just might be having to figure out uh, figure it out on the fly and find some new players. Yeah, I mean, and the thing that I'm curious about Trey and, and I've talked to about eight or nine college coaches. I want to get their college you know the college feedback coach. Um, feedback from the college coaches on, on this topic. And I said, Hey, 
do guys still value senior year development? And their first response was, we, we want them here. I only had one college coach say, you know what? Every player and situation is different. Um, it might be beneficial for some of these guys, honestly, to play their senior year, but to almost to a man, they all said, we want them here. We want them to enroll early. We want them to get um, you know, acclimated with what we want to do. We want them to start ingesting our playbook. We want them to get in our weight program. We want them to know the players. We want them to know our staff. And I was like, even talking to some of the Pac-12 schools, I said, what if your season doesn't start till January? There's no spring ball for these kids. Do you still think it benefits them to leave early, skip their senior year, and come and, and be with you guys? And they all said, yes, we still want them here. Yeah, it'll be a logistical nightmare, right? Because you have guys that are, you know, how do you work out the scholarships? When you have, you know, usually guys coming in in the spring, you have guys leaving in the spring, right? Now you're going to have all the team together. And there's that whole thing called the coronavirus. That's, you know, kind of a, you know, a messy type of deal. And I go, do you guys value senior year development? I go, for me, like doing this whole evaluations, we always see the biggest jumps in a player from his junior to senior year, right? That's why there's so many recruiting misses because you're now having to offer kids out sophomores. And by the time they're seniors, you've already got your scholarships out. Your class is already set. But now you're seeing all these guys saying kind of, shoot, I wish I would have waited for this guy and this guy. I go, there's not value in that. And I'm waiting for one college to tell me, you know what? Yes, senior year of high school is great. We are going to encourage our guys who are early commits to stay. But no one's doing that, Trey. They all want them there. They want them on campus. And so for a guy like Tyler Buckner, and I haven't talked to Notre Dame, obviously, but I, I would think if you're Notre Dame and you're that coaching staff, yeah, you want Tyler on campus. But shoot, Tyler's only played one year of high school football, right? Everyone knows his background. Tore his ACL, first quarter of the first game of his sophomore year, missed the whole entire season. Huge junior season. Now it's his senior year. Like you met, you already mentioned it. He looks high school, top program in San Diego, huge step up in competition. Man, let's go. Like I want to see Tyler go and play at that level. It's going to benefit him. I think if Notre Dame, you know, wants Tyler to stay and play his senior year, I think it would benefit Notre Dame in two years, in three years. It's almost like if you're, you know, the NBA, NFL, you kind of want that player who's maybe a fringe first rounder. He would stay and play another year of college. So when you come to the NFL, it's that second contract, right? You want him to be better when it gets to you. Why not let Tyler, Miller, Moss, Jake Garcia, man, let these guys play so when they come to you, they're better. Again, Corey Foreman, go. He's going to play right now. Like Corey Foreman can play college football right now. But if you're not going to play as a true freshman, God, man, I just, part of me just as a fan, I want these guys to stay. And I think it benefits them in the long run. And it benefits the school, I think, in the long run. Well, you mentioned the NBA draft lottery and it, look, that cuts off at 14. So that's kind of like a segue for what I was going to ask you, Greg. What's our what's our cutoff point here? You mentioned Corey Foreman. He's the number one player in the state, number one player in the composite. He needs to go to college. You've got the quarterbacks in, in various you know orders of rankings, but four, five, six quarterbacks a different position. But do you anticipate? And I have no idea who it is, but like the fifteenth player in California going to college early now or, or not early, but skipping his senior season or and, and enrolling, or do you think this is you know? all the way to the top 30 in the state, or, or maybe it's just the top five. Like what, what's the skill level required to make that jump now and skip your senior season? Honestly, Trey, it's everybody. It's the hundredth player. It, it doesn't matter how good the kid thinks he is or where he's rated. If, if a player has a chance to, to graduate early and that was already his plan, he's still going to follow through and do it. And, and that's, that's just the feedback I've gotten. 
haven't talked to every single buddy who's able to do it. Honestly, I, I, I don't know for sure. We haven't even had those conversations to know exactly who's eligible to do it. Uh, talking to DJ Harvey's dad a little bit yesterday, DJ's eligible to do it, but he's not 100% sure. Um, Ethan Calvert is a top 100 player in our top 247. He told me he's actually leaning toward coming back for his senior year. Um, Deacon Hill, Wisconsin quarterback, said he's coming back, and he was, was able to do it. But I think for the most part um, – you know, whether you're rated, you know, a high five star or a three star, if you're able to to graduate early and you're on track to do it, and that was already the game plan, you're still going to go ahead and do that. Have you seen any cases of players thinking about moving to a state with potentially a, a fall high school football offering or is that too unstable at this point? Either I remember a while ago there was talk that Miller Moss could reclassify or move, but what state is offering you know 100% chance of college football this fall anyway? So a few months back, like go back more, like maybe like four or five months back, I, I think we might have talked about it, Trey. I jokingly put out a tweet, hey, watch out for Bishop Gorman. They're going to be loaded. And it was a response to people saying, this is when we thought there might not be California football. And Nevada and Arizona and I believe even Utah were all going to be opened up. And there was, I was getting phone calls from some pretty prominent uh, players, parents of pr- some pretty prominent players saying, Hey, we're actually looking into this. You know, we're talking to schools like Bishop Gorman. We're talking to schools in Arizona because if they complain, we can't now that there's going to be a season Trey, and uh, yeah, it's going to be in January, but there's still going to be a season. I-, I don't see really anybody leaving. And those guys that are going to grad early, I don't see them transferring out just to play a fall season at a school where they don't know anybody and don't know the coaching staff and aren't comfortable. So I think the fact that there's going to be a season is going to, going to kind of um, remove. Now we did see Jaden Rashada, who's, you know, one of the top 2022 quarterbacks, he transferred to IMG. Um, he's known the California uh, played, you know, last year. Um, and he, he, he's, you know, a top two, four, seven guy, big time quarterback. And even though, you know, they already have JJ McCarthy there, you know, he's committed to being a, a two year guy. Um, but uh that's the only guy that I know of in California who's transferring out of state. And he was already planning to do that. That was, you know, from a couple of months ago, uh, he just thought that was a better opportunity for him from a football standpoint and nothing to do with, you know, start times and Corona and all that kind of stuff. Just that's what he wanted to do. So that's what he did. Got it. All right. Last question. We talked about Corey Foreman, number one player. He's, he already said if a choice between spring football season and enrolling in college, he will enroll in college. But of course, he's uncommitted. So, with that decision, Greg, would would Corey Foreman wait, probably still toward his timeline of December, to make that decision? Or do you think if Corey Foreman is really thinking about doing this now and skipping the senior season, he's got to get a move on? And if he has to get a move on in a world without official visits, wouldn't that benefit USC? Uh, I would say yes and no. I think uh, again, right now. Corey wants to know how good USC is going to going to do, you know. So I think it benefits USC to play. You know, again, there's talk Pac-12 play. You know, if it gets pushed back, I actually think that might hurt USC a little bit. So uh, no official visits, but Corey, um, you know, he, he has the means. They'll they'll get out. They'll do unofficial trips if they have to. They still want to go see Georgia, LSU. Those two schools are doing really well. Oregon is making a strong push. I think those three, along with SC, are probably his top four right now. Um, that's not from Corey. That's just for me, my speculation. But I think the time frame for Corey is, is still the same. He ideally would love to commit at the All-American Bowl, um, which, again, California players that are, you know, 
having to play a season at the same time as the All-American Bowl. That'll be interesting, right? So we'll see it's how that... preseason football. It's <laughs> exactly. exhibition game. But Corey's going to sit out the season anyway. So I think the game plan for Corey is still to try to take as many unofficials as he can during the season. Go check out those schools I just mentioned. Um, Got to throw out, you know, Bama's in the mix as well. But I know Georgia, LSU, Oregon, obviously locally USC. And I think he'll take his time and he'll go and visit those campuses and he'll watch the schools play. And he'll he's watching the D-linemen. He wants to go where he can get developed. And, and he's going to probably still make that January, uh, shoot, you know, the date better than I do. Whenever the All-American Bowl is, uh, that's the ideal date for him. And if it's not going to be then, it'll probably be on that December signing day. Because um, like I said, he is an early grad. So he'll either do it on that December signing day or he'll do it at the All-American Bowl. A lot to keep an eye on. I feel like I end every podcast daily now saying there's a lot to keep an eye on because this story is never ending. There's never a tidy conclusion to it. It's just hold on and, and watch the next twist. Greg Biggins, thank you so much for joining us. Always. Thanks, Trey. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, we'd love if you showed your support by leaving us a five-star rating. And if you have something you'd like for us to talk about, please drop a review as well, we have an episode later in the week about a recent review, so I'm excited to get to that too. So for Greg Biggins, for our producer, Tony Levitt, I'm Trey Scott, and we will talk to you on Thursday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.